Aloha, and welcome back. You're listening to Soul Dancer, and as you know, I'm the author of Pay Me What I'm Worth. You may not know, but I'm also a syndicated author on two different venues. One is Huffington Post, and the second is Examiner.com. I'm the National Personal Worth Examiner on Examiner.com. And on Huffington Post, you can find all my articles out on HuffingtonPost.com forward slash soul dash dancer. Welcome to part two of a three-part series featuring an annual event known as an expectation extravaganza. Join us to discover ways to navigate, even resolve, expectations today and all year long. If you recall our first post, Faith, Fact, and Fiction, three expectation extravaganza superstars, sets the stage for an annual rite of passage known as an expectations extravaganza. What is this extravaganza all about? Between December equinox, around the 21st, and the start of the year, we historically face 10 days where expectations rapidly climax or crash, awash in faiths, facts, and fictions. Our first post in this series explored the terrain of faith-based expectations. What or who you believe in provides fertile grounds for all sorts of expectations. For example, do you believe that you're loved by all those you love? When your faith faces the cold, hard facts about those you love, how do those facts impact your health and happiness? Fact, the holidays and the onset of a new year are rife with expectations. True or false? Facts. Take a moment now to ponder your definition of a fact. How do you accept something as a fact? Do you take time to verify through first-hand experience a fact before you accept a fact to be true? How often do you check facts? Are facts always eternally true? Have you checked the facts you accepted as a child? Let's find out. Have you heard the old joke about cutting the ends off the ham? <laughs> Here's my version of this joke. A big party's going on, and with most parties, guests seem to cram into the kitchen. The grandchild of the three generations hosting the party was overseeing cutting the ends off a ham before they placed it in a pan on its way to the oven. A guest was curious about why the ends were cut off. So the guest asked, Why'd you cut the ends off that ham? The grandchild turned to ask their parent the same question. The parent shrugged their shoulders as they turned to ask the grandparent the same question. The grandparent said in a rather matter-of-fact voice, In my day, my pan and oven was only so big, I had to cut the ends off to cook it. <laughs> Okay, go ahead, groan as much as you want. This joke readily illustrates how unexamined childhood facts filter 
into time-worn rites and rituals. How often do you explore personal facts ingrained by faith or family origins? Facts based on expectations tied to rituals or rites are two primary sources for pain and suffering. I bet at some point you've heard, possibly said, well, that's the way we've always done it, and so that's the way we'll do it now. Have you noticed the context that inspires a similar statement? Are similar statements employed to resolve conflict, otherwise known as pain and suffering, or to restore harmony, happiness? Fact, there is pain in life. Suffering is optional, at least according to those who walk the Buddhist noble eightfold path. Recall the last time you had an expectation on someone or something. Did this expectation result in happiness, pain, or suffering? Often the more faith you have in someone, the more expectations cause pain or suffering. Why? Faith leads and feeds to a sense of familiarity. Familiarity may inspire us to make uh, assumptions. No matter how uncanny your intuition is, assumptions hold the potential to create fictional stories. Fiction feeds fantasies large and small. Fantasies fuel human hobbies like denial, neglect, and procrastination. A short list of less than healthy human actions. Fact. Expectations are different than agreements. Here's an example. You may expect someone to be on time when you agree on a day and time to connect. Unless you talk about the importance of being on time, and they have confirmed their commitment to be on time, the fact is, is you have an expectation that they'll be on time. If they run late, and you fail to talk about the importance of them being on time, technically, technically, you have no cause to feel pain or to suffer, as well as any reason to inflict doubt, guilt, shame, or worry. Fat stress kills. How happy you feel affects your stress levels. During our annual expectations extravaganza, otherwise known as the holidays or New Year's resolution setting, one of the best ways to dissolve expectations is to check the facts. As we create clear agreements by communicating or embracing the facts, we upgrade an expectation to an agreement. I'll repeat that. As we create clear agreements by communicating or embracing the facts, we upgrade an expectation to an agreement. Here's an example of a 
expectation. You say something like, Great, so I'll see you Tuesday night. You conclude your connection or you change the topic before you hear a yes or see a nod to confirm your request. Here's an example of an agreement. You say something like, Great, so unless I hear otherwise, I'll see you Tuesday night at 7.30 at my place. If you receive confirmation, you just upgraded an expectation to an agreement. When you say, unless I hear otherwise, you strengthen your agreement by communicating, you want a heads up if plans change. The difference between an expectation and an agreement is concrete facts. Mutually made agreements based on clearly stated facts dramatically dissolves any need for doubt, guilt, shame, and worry. All ample resources for pain and suffering. When a, an agreement must change, for example, bad weather, scheduling conflict, and an emergency, communicate the change in your agreement as soon as you can. And failure to share a change of plans, as you already know, uh, it fuels unhealthy stress, right? If in those rare situations you're unable to relay the need to update an agreement, I mean, emergencies do happen, pray tell compassion intercedes between all involved. One last tip. Be mindful of how expectations may sneak back into an agreement through the act of assuming. For example, have you ever double booked yourself because you assumed you were free when in reality you forgot you already made plans or possibly someone made plans for you? Assumptions create brittle bridges between faith, facts, and fictions. We'll conclude our Expectations Extravaganza three-part series by exploring the Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde relationships we fabricate from the children of expectations known as doubt, guilt, shame, and worry. To read part one of this series, check the show notes for a link. I'm Sold Answer, your host. Thank you for listening. Feel free to share this with those who you sense could use some relief from doubt, guilt, shame, and worry. For those who are up to the task, I have a program where I'm actually paying people to learn how to dissolve doubt, guilt, shame, and worry. I pay you to learn how to get rid of those things in your life. If that sounds intriguing, no, it's not a scam. It is an actual class where I pay you to learn. For more details, check my website at pay411. .co. So that's P-A-Y 411.co. Or feel free to give me a call, seriously, at 312-268-0000. 312-268-all zeros. Aloha!